Hi, this is Randy Chan. And Lisa. Welcome to the second episode in a new series called The Night Sky of Silicon Valley. Once a week, I'll be letting you know what to look out for in the upcoming week when you go out and look into our night sky. If you're like me, you sleep during the day and come awake at night. The moon, planets, and stars are your nighttime companions. I spend relaxingly cool nights in Silicon Valley trying to discern what's out there. This podcast is our journey together of the night skies. September 18th, 2020. Wait, I heard it was a new moon last night, and I missed it. Well, you didn't really miss much, Lisa. But wasn't it really cool? I mean, I think a new moon would be all shiny and bright. In case anyone else missed the new moon last night, don't worry. Nobody could see it. That's what a new moon is. This is the night when the moon, in its orbit, is between the Earth and the Sun. Imagine three spheres in this order. The Earth, then the moon, then the Sun. Now remember, the moon does not emit any light of its own. When we see the moon, it's because the Sun's light is reflecting off of the moon, making the moon look like it's glowing. Second reminder, when our side of the Earth is facing the Sun, we are in daylight. And when our side of the earth is facing away from the sun, we are in nighttime. During the day, the moon should appear in the sky. But during a new moon, the illuminated side of the moon is facing away from the earth. So we can't see it. And during the night, we are not facing the moon. So we can't see the moon at night either. Get it? Oh, guess I didn't miss anything. But Lisa, incidentally... A new moon is the best time to view the stars because there is no light coming from the moon. These are the darkest nights, perfect for viewing stars and planets. Oh, coming up next Tuesday, September 22nd, is the annual autumnal equinox. I'm guessing that is the beginning of fall? Precisely, but only for us in the northern hemisphere. On this day in the southern hemisphere, it is the beginning of spring. What is an equinox? When the daytime and the nighttime are equal length? Exactly. The word equinox comes from the Latin aquis meaning equal and nox meaning night. So it means that the day and night are equal. On this day, the center of the sun is in fact above the horizon for 12 hours. And so, this coming Tuesday marks the beginning of the sun rising later and later and nightfall coming earlier and earlier until we get to the December winter solstice. Hmm, so the nights will be longer, which means more time for us to look at the night sky. Yep, I can't wait. My favorite time of year. Following the autumnal equinox, the very next day, this Wednesday, look for the moon in the southern sky. Once you spot the moon, look up and to the left. You should be able to see the bright planet Jupiter. It will be several finger widths to the upper left of the moon. Keep going up and to the left some more, you may be able to see a somewhat dimmer Saturn. Last week, we talked about Venus, the second brightest object in the night sky after the moon. The next brightest object after Venus is Jupiter, the largest planet in our solar system. It is so big that all the other planets in the solar system can fit inside it. In fact, all the other planets can fit twice inside Jupiter. Whoa, that's ginormous! Yeah, 
More than 1,300 Earths can fit inside Jupiter. Jupiter doesn't have a rocky surface like Earth does. It's mostly gas, which is why we call it a gas giant. The composition of Jupiter is actually closer to that of the Sun's composition. Jupiter is mostly hydrogen and helium. When we look through a telescope, we see light and dark bands on the surface of Jupiter. The dark belts are areas of sinking cool gas, and the light zones are area of rising warm gases. At the intersection of these stripes, the rising and sinking of these gases of different temperature cause great winds and storms, like Jupiter's Great Red Spot. The Great Red Spot that we see on Jupiter is actually a superstorm. This storm is twice the size of Earth and has been there ever since we've had telescopes that are powerful enough to see the surface of Jupiter. That is longer than a century. If you have a good set of binoculars, take them out and you may be able to see Jupiter's moons. They will appear as tiny spots of light lined up on both sides of Jupiter. Even though we can only see a couple moons with binoculars or home telescopes, Jupiter has 79 known moons and astronomers are always finding more. By the way, did you know that this big gas giant is named after the king of gods? In Roman mythology, he's called Jupiter, but you may be more familiar with his Greek name, Zeus. And some of Jupiter's moons are Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto, all mistresses of Zeus. In 2011, NASA launched a solar-powered spacecraft to study Jupiter. After almost 2 billion miles in 5 years, it began its orbit of Jupiter in 2016. The name of the spacecraft? Juno, the Roman goddess who married Jupiter. Wait, they sent Juno, Jupiter's wife, to keep an eye on her husband and his mistresses? <laughs> That's so funny! Precisely. So, coming up this week, check out the moon reappearing after last night's phantom new moon. Then, when you find the quarter moon this Wednesday, look out for our great gas giant, Jupiter. And if you have binoculars or a home telescope, try to spot his moons during this coming week. If you have cloudy skies, don't worry. You can Google Juno Spacecraft Overview to get up-to-date information on Juno's current orbit and see what she's discovering about the third brightest object in our night skies. For me, I'll be getting ready for fall and the longer nights that are right around the corner. And pumpkins! Don't forget about pumpkins! See you next week. This is Randy and Lisa from the night sky of Silicon Valley. <laughs>